Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the first five years. I'm one of your hosts, Agassi Rodriguez, coming live from still inside of my own apartment, but at Clemson University. Hi, y'all. This is Eric Aguiar coming at you live from my office, actually the last day in this office, University of Florida. I'm moving offices soon, but don't worry, the pod will stay the same. Agassi, how are you, friend? We are holding up. We are taking care of ourselves. We are drinking our water and sleeping our sleep, and we are, you know, this off to a great note. How many times, going? how many times have you streamed folklore in the last week? Listen, we don't like to keep count. Um, <laughs> count is very high, um, but I can say that the count is very high uh, because we have lost count. So what about you? Well, you called me earlier in the middle of Cardigan, so... The fact that it's just on a constant loop in my office should be everything you need to know. It is great background music, um, and foreground music, and just ground music. <laughs> like any kind of ground you're trying to play that music on, like I'm down. <laughs> like just play just, it. I'm down. I want to and just open a macrame store. That's the vibe it has for me. I don't even. Store. I don't know how to. Do you sew that? Do you? I don't know, but I want to do I it. I think it's you macrame. I think that that's verb? the verb. <laughs> Or to not macrame? That, that is, is the question. question. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome back, everybody, to our special little pod uh, for our challenge word this week. I thought it'd be fun to, you know, make it a little easy. So, Erica, your challenge word for this week uh, is loose. Because a student of mine recently said that while biking, they encountered a moose on the trail. Um, and it was not the fastest biker and almost became Moose Fodder, uh, which I'm very uh, impressed by. Might make it a band name. Stay tuned for more. Uh, moose. May I use it plurally? Isn't like it the same? That don't you dare. Is, no, is <laughs> it not me? Dare. No, I'm being completely serious. There is, Listen, I think there's moose is here plural. <laughs> there's, so there's a moose. Oh, there are moose. I think it's plural. No. It's meese. I promise you, it's like fish. Is it not fishes? It, they're different kinds of fish. It's <laughs> like money and monies. Wow. <laughs> Erica, you're getting a whole, like, <laughs> less. Grammar. Hey, if anybody out there is better with English, feel free to jump right in. I, that Listen, English second language may be wrong here, full disclosure, but we shall proceed. You can use it any way you want, girl. Meese or <laughs> moose or... Misai, Musai, you know, like cactus, cacti. Yes. Okay. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Thanks for giving me an easy one. <laughs> I thought it'd be. As easy. I roll my eyes. Well, folks, once again, welcome back to our, our little neck of the woods. The first five years. The first, the way you said it, just made me think again of folklore. I'm sorry. I'm a welcome. We're here for all things student fairs in your first five years. Undergrads, where you at? Grad students, new professionals, getting ready for that next step. We want to be your entree, your amuse-bouche, if you will, of, of topics <laughs> and things that we find relevant. Honestly, I really thought you were going to go the direction of saying, we, we want to be <laughs> where the people are. <laughs> we want to see, want to see them dancing. <laughs> we're in rare form today in rare form and i'm excited this is rare uh, you, you'll never see this kind of banter anywhere else folks so hit the subscribe button where you can 
<laughs> but getting back to the pod, we hope to present you some timely information based off of the calendar of the year and hoping to provide a public space for graduate <laughs> students and new professionals out in the field. And with that being said, we'd love to introduce you to our very special guest today, um, Leticia, <clears throat> I'm so sorry, Leticia Adelson. Leticia completed her undergraduate work at the University of Georgia. After graduation, she worked as an advisor in the College Advising Corps. Leticia then completed her master's degree at Clemson University and is a recent graduate. So congrats, coordinator for First Generation and Scholars Program back at the University of Georgia. So please welcome Leticia. First of all, I would like to say I could not relate to anything you guys were talking about earlier today. <laughs> and I was just sitting here like, what is happening? What show y'all talking about? But I'm so happy to be here with you guys today. Such cool people. Wow. I mean, we're just, we're thrilled to have you. Um, what was not in your bio, but will eventually come up, is that you are actually a fellow podcast host. Um, so, I do have my own podcast. Um, my podcast is Talks with TC. Um, it's not, um, it gets a little ratchet sometimes, going to own that, and I'm okay with that. So um, if you want to hear anything pop culture, about support Black businesses on my podcast, so if you're looking for some, go ahead and, um, you know, tune in. Um, I don't know. You might want to listen to it around children. If it has the explicit sign, maybe not, because I'm not responsible for what happens next. But it's pretty cool. I talk to myself, and I have a pretty good time doing so. So all the best people talk to themselves. So I think so. I think I think this is perfect. Um, <laughs> but we're so happy to have you today. I think especially like fresh out of grad school. So I think you have such a good perspective. I always love to talk to fellow first gen friends. We were just saying earlier before we started recording that the first gen work is small and there's not a lot of us. And so I'm just geeked out to talk to you more because now I'm like, yes, another human who, who loves this work and does this work. So we're just, we're so stoked. Thank you for having me. You're really cool people. I don't know about you, F. Hey, hey. You have background, but I mean. Okay, all right. So. Agassiz gonna back me up on this, I hope. Um, Once a dog, always a dog. Just saying. Once a gator, always a gator. Uh And also, (laughs) and and also, we just, we love the work that we do together. But when it comes to Florida, Georgia, which I heard y'all call Georgia, Florida to me. It makes all the sense. Okay, which way does the alphabet go? That, we're not talking about the alphabet. We're talking about what makes sense and what sounds great. Because last time I checked, we have won the last couple of games. I actually have a very funny story. And it's going to be a little embarrassing to tell it. So um, I have a friend that I met at the New Professionals Institute. His name is Eric. Biggest Georgia dog. Like undergrad, grad school. Um, and he was talking smack about Florida, as um, you all do, and he says something about the Georgia gymnastics team, and I replied to this tweet, and I said, talk to me when you won, like, three back-to-back national championships in gymnastics, 
And he replies with a screenshot of their like six and put a row. some respect on it. And I was so embarrassed to him as a double dog. So because he went to undergrad and grad yes. school, so respect his title as well. I don't even know him. And I'm gonna have to send this to him and be like, "Hey, I mentioned you here." Um, actually, I think his birthday is this week. Anyway, unimportant. Very <laughs> important to him. <laughs> but I replied and I said, "Dang!" And I I had to say, "Go dogs!" Because at that point, I had been disrespectful and I didn't do my research. And when you come back at me with facts, I gotta own it. So, we get that UF education. We got that integrity. Ooh, we got integrity. <laughs> well, we can push all that aside for right now because we can all agree on one thing SEC. Am I right? SEC. Yes, we can't agree on that. There you go. There we go. That, that, it just means more, right? Oh, for, gosh. For all the folks listening out there. The common ground. Thank you, Agassi. So this week, what we're talking about is, again, a continuation of our current arc. We want to talk more about building professional networks. Um, and I think, you know, you're especially equipped podcast um, from what, you know, we've been told you are really good at kind of developing these networks and maintaining them. So we're excited to pick your brain. How do you do this, especially in the wake of COVID-19? How are you going to continue to do this? So we're just really excited to have you here and hear from, from an expert who's, who's, you know, doing this for us. Yes. Um, I wouldn't know if I'm an expert. Um, I practice good practices. Expert, I don't know yet, but, you know, maybe. I like that. Practice good practices. Yes. So the best part of this, well, maybe not the best part of this podcast. There's so <laughs> many good parts. But my favorite part is always asking the first question, which is, what is the best thing you ate this week? Um, let's see. I made some boiled peanuts earlier. Those were pretty good. So I bought the bag from Kroger, if there's a Kroger near you. And you just boiled it for like an hour. It's a great snack. Make sure you don't put too much salt, though, because that would be nice. Oh, I love me some boiled peanuts. We love boiled peanuts. I've never made them. I've only I mean, bought them from a truck on the side of the road. I've also only ever station. bought them <laughs> on the truck. We get a really big bag at Kroger for like $3. And it's more than what you ever get at the truck. We Interesting. Love, we love a good Cajun flavored boiled peanuts. We we favorite. don't. We love a good kick. But it gets spicy. I can't do it. Are you okay? <laughs> I I can't do spicy food. It is really sad. Yeah, no spice for this girl. Which people are. People are always like, you're Cuban. You should love spicy food. Cuban food is not spicy. It's, it's really not. It's I went to Cuba this summer, the best trip of my life. Stop. Oh, I could cry. It was. I'll talk offline. Agassi and I have a friend trip planned to Cuba. We don't, we don't have the dates. We don't, don't have, we don't, we just know it's going to happen. Including so. me in my <laughs> first pod friendship trip. Okay. See, what is the best? So I have recipes lately. Um, haven't gotten too complicated. So I know this might make it sound real boring, but I had some really great yellow rice and grilled chicken with some um, cucumber, onions, uh, cilantro, and tomato on top. Kind of like um, very good, very simple. Um, again, I think these last couple of weeks I've been trying to just take it easy on the food and just eat things that are uh, not too complicated. Um, so I feel like that makes it sound 
a little bored, but you know what? Some, some weeks we're, we're just trying to eat and we're just trying to make sure we nourish our bodies with the right things. Um, I will also say that we followed that dinner with a bowl of ice cream. So, you know, balance. Uh, but <laughs> it's what you call harmony and balance. Um, but yes, that was the best thing I've always That sounds so good. Don't, it's not boring. Sometimes the simplest stuff is the best stuff. So, okay, Agassi, do not laugh. I'm going to mention two because I'm going to mention one briefly. And it's that I was in St. Augustine this weekend. And my brother got, I call it eloping. They call it eloping, but I was there. So it's like a mini wedding, maybe very safe, very socially distant. Um, but as I'm driving to get groceries, what should I see on the horizon with chicken salad? Chick. So I stopped and I got a bowl of chicken salad because it's my favorite thing in the world. And I was, I had, I bought a, not a bowl of it. I bought a whole tub. That's not the best thing I ate this week though. It was good. Actually, my sister and her husband drove in from Louisiana and they brought boudin, which is this really good sausage that has rice and like it's super spicy so I you know here I am I eat one piece and I chug water but it's so good and so we had had boudin and then we like kind of put it in tacos so good um it hurt it hurt me physically and emotionally but it was just chef's kiss so that's the best thing I ate this week I'm not I'm not laughing at you at all Oh, you can. He does very, very openly. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I, I, your venture into the world of spice, even when, you know, it does not agree with that food before. Um, very great. Very good. Um, I love the kick. love some Cajun, as we just talked about the peanuts. So full support. Yes. Okay, everybody. So we're going to go ahead and transition into our rapid fire section. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, 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 pew. Okay. Well, that's me first. My question to you, Agassi, is why won't you watch The Kissing Booth? <laughs> How is that a question? <laughs> I have a real question for you, but Why won't I? Well, first off, I don't actively think about The Kissing Booth. All I've seen is the fact that there is apparently a third one coming out and people are just don't want a third it's one to come out. Like, why would they make a third one? So that's the only experience I have in that. Let me be clear. Specifically we all want a third one. <laughs> the second one was like 30 minutes too long and I love every second of it. It was trash. My real question for you is, I just wanted to drag you a little bit because we just talked about that at length. So you recently tweeted something that I thought was very, all of your tweets are hilarious. And you said, wow, I didn't know, like, if you got a full hour of sort of full-time sleep, you felt better. And so I just wonder, I mean this truly, like, I, I sincerely am asking this, what is the best obvious piece of advice you've taken that people make sense why I've never done it before? Hmm. Best piece of obvious advice. Wow, that's a really good question. What is the best piece of I, I don't know. Uh... Sure, Miles have a few things. If not, I'm going to make sure he, he knows that you can't think of anything. Best piece of obvious advice? <clears throat> I almost want to say that the best piece of obvious um, is that like a lot, a lot of things can wait until tomorrow. 
Um, I think, especially as a new professional, there are times when we want to be go, 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 and we want to do all the things all the time. And like, so I'm like, oh, we can work over. Like, that's not an issue. Like, I just want to make sure the project gets done. And not that there's inherently issues with that. Um, but I do think a good piece of advice is just that like, you can email until tomorrow morning. That email that you're thinking about drafting probably also waits tomorrow. That's not to say that there are not time sensitive things in the world that do not need, <laughs> that do not need immediacy or need an expedited answer. Um, but I think understanding what is the difference between like, this is, is an emergency situation that needs a response from me, or I think this can wait until tomorrow. Um, but I think, again, sometimes as a new professional, I think it's hard to know when those situations are because you're like, no, at the beginning of this quarantine, I found myself sometimes at 9 p.m. typing up emails. I'm like, well, I'm just already here. Like, I might as well like up. And it's like, nope this is my time. Like I'm going to close this and I'm going to focus because tomorrow's another day and this will be there when I get up. That's a good one. Thanks for sharing friend. Oh, I muted myself. I'm so sorry. So my question to Leticia is, you know, we just talked about your podcast and I know you, you said talk about yourself sometimes, but if you could bring someone onto your podcast to interview, who would it be and why? Oh, um, you know, I was a Michelle Obama because she has her podcast out now. And I think it'll be a lovely conversation to have. Um, I don't know what we'll talk about, but I just want to have a conversation with her because she's just so poised. She's so great forever my first lady um so yeah i would love to have a conversation with her about it so yes or um, i would listen to that episode on a constant loop we'll support as well <laughs> I love yes um it's my turn right to ask erica yes what is your favorite thing in your closet right now Ooh, 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 ooh. okay Taking, I'm like looking in my closet right now. Okay, yes, got it. This is kind of a weird item. My favorite thing is my Away suitcase. Away, if you would please sponsor us. Um, I actually have kind of a wild story. I ordered this suitcase um, that every podcast recommends, so it only makes sense for them to sponsor us. And bought it for it to arrive in time for me to go on a trip last December. <clears throat> Through like a weird series of unfortunate events, it got returned to the, to the company and then they sent me another one. It didn't make it in time for my trip. That's fine. Um, so they fully refunded me. So I got this suitcase for free. But then the suitcase that they originally sent me was found on my doorstep. So I got two suitcases for free. <laughs> and I love it. It's like the best suitcase. It's got a built-in charger. So it's like my favorite thing. It brings me such joy. It's also a reflection of me. It's very well organized. Um, it is clean. You pack a whole lot of stuff into it. And I love to travel. So she hasn't been used a lot recently, but I think that's definitely my my favorite thing. I miss travel so much. Oh, wow. Now I want to get one. Let's see if it fits in the budget. It's Erica, I don't know if you can ask. Ergonomic. I don't know if you can ask for a sponsorship <laughs> at the same time that you admitted that you scammed a company out of two free suitcases. <laughs> okay, no, the, the one was definitely on them and they have the best customer service. And I, I think they just lost the original one and then it found its way to my doorstep. 
they're gonna send us they're actually gonna send us a bill it's the reverse of a sponsorship we're gonna get a bill for two suitcases they'll send that to erica not us we're gonna oh, redact uh, we'll redact the company name <laughs> just tell the story so yeah that's my favorite thing in my closet all right now i'm gonna flip it and reverse it right yeah okay so my question for you you have just moved to a new place. You've been on the job for a few months. Um, so thinking like no, no limits, no budget, what would be like your ideal workspace? Like that you, if you were like, hey, create the best workspace for you, what would it have? What would it be? My ideal workspace, um, it will have to be its own room. I would rather not be within my room. Um, vibrant walls I definitely want a standing desk two monitors plus my laptop that's so convenient um a sound bar so I can play music in the background a nice 50 inch tv so I can have my shows also running currently I'm watching queen of the south again from the beginning so that's great background music to have right the cartel in the back while you're trying to help students um a nice cozy carpet nice chair i think that's about it (laughs) not really with the cartel helping students that's probably (laughs) everything else though stands everything else i have to think back on that those were really good you had like very good examples i feel like most people are like oh like i just want an office and you're like "Mm, here's the list and I hope that you can have some of those things. Um, I will say I have a standing desk, game changer. Mm-hmm. Took me two years to get it, but. I have one in my new office, but I can't really use it because of COVID, so. Oh, sad. So sad. Yes. Um, my turn to Agassiz, right? So I know you went to the other school, but I'm sure y'all have traditions. So what's your favorite you have tradition? My favorite UF tradition, we do love a good old Gator Chomp, but I do have to say, even though, even though this song has a complicated past, and I absolutely acknowledge that, um, that it does need to be more inclusive, I do have to say that one of my favorite traditions is singing We Are The Boys um, at the end of the third quarter of every football game. Um, there's just something really special and really magical when everybody gets up in the stadium, like links arms and sways side to side as we sing this song. Again, I fully acknowledge uh, that the song is not inclusive and it is a little gendered. Totally acknowledge, but the fact that when you look across the stadium at a game and everybody's swaying, like that was literally one of my favorite things ever uh, as a student. I was like, wow, like I'm a part of this um, kind of thing. So definitely one of my favorite traditions. That's nice. Good job, Agassi. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then my final question to Erica, you know, on the topic, on the topic of, you know, our good friend T-Swizzle and her new uh, album, Folklore, which Taylor Swift song on the new Folklore album deserves a video, a music video next? That would require me to know which ones already have videos. Only one, and it's Cardigan. Okay, great. Okay, um, it's Betty, because I need to see what 
the story is because there's lots of stories and we have all the opinions on it. And I think a video would put those to rest to see Taylor Swift at 17 and see what this history is with Betty. I want to know Betty. I want Betty to be the star of it. I want to hear from them almost exclusively because the other part of this is that there is a second side to the story and we need to know it. Wow. I didn't know I felt so strongly about this until I started talking about it. You feel very strongly. Like, folks at home cannot see the fact that Eric is using hand gestures and very pointed okay. and yes. like holding on. And I'm still clueless. <laughs> and you know what's Three. interesting that I'll say, and then we can, you know, stop talking about folklore. I'm not a big fan of Taylor Swift. I never really have been. I think her music is good. This album is just so drastically different. Um, and so I really, really appreciate it. And it makes me just want to curl up into a little ball and just feel warm and cozy, which is my aesthetic most times. So justice for Betty and we'll leave it at that. Justice for Betty, everyone. Hashtag justice for Betty. Get it trending. <laughs> well, y'all, we're going to transition into the next portion of our conversation and we are bringing something back. <laughs> we have not done in in a few little episodes, but she is back and she is better than ever. It's time for Name, Name That, that Scott. Scott. Erica, how is it that we are looking at each other and we still cannot get that on time? Um, the travel, the, the speed of sound doesn't work in our favor. I don't know. Name That Scott. Let's do it. <laughs> Name That Scott. So, Name That Scott is back. She took a little break. But she's here again. So as you all know, the name of the game is Name That Scott. What we're going to do, what I will do, is ask Erica and our fellow special guests um, to name an institution based off of their mascot. Now, I might use the mascot's name. I might just say what the mascot is. And then once we determine who, what institution that is, I will say some fun facts about the institution, such as where they're located, when they were founded, and maybe what their name was when they originally were founded. So away we go. For our first institution, oh, also to note, all these institutions are in the state of Georgia for a, a special shout out to our special guest. So, oh, that's sweet. <laughs> without further ado, the name of this mascot is Pounce, and they are a panther. Georgia State. Oh, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> that is right. <laughs> Erica didn't even react. <laughs> Sorry. No, you... You deserved that. Take the win. Take it. So as, as our guest just shared, the institution is Georgia State University, originally founded in 1913. Um, its main campus is located in downtown Atlanta. Georgia State University has a couple of campuses around the Atlanta area, but its main campus, as I mentioned, is in downtown Atlanta. Yes, almost. Oh, we know. We ended up. He ended up as a uh, as a dog. Ugga, the dog. Eric will never forget that one now. I got it wrong one time and I was berated. <laughs> now I know. Well, we are 1-0 and we're going to keep going with our game. So this institution's mascot's name is Captain Jack and the institution is known as the Mariners. Captain Jack. I work as a college advisor for two years, and that one seems to be escaping. Can I get another clue? Can you use it in a sentence? No. They are located 
on the coastal region, kind of. Coastal Georgia? Yep. College of Coastal, uh, College of Coastal Carolina. Coastal. Oh, wait. No, Coastal Georgia. Coastal Georgia. Oh my God. I sorry. <laughs> I saw Carolina. I'm like, no, should I run it wrong? I'm so sorry for whoever works there. That was my bad. <laughs> so, sorry, y'all. <laughs> okay. I was like, Carolina, Georgia, tell me Coastal more. Georgia. I tried to save you. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So College of Coastal Carolina, located in Brunswick, Georgia, established in 1961. You mean Coastal Georgia? Coastal Georgia! <laughs> oh, is this happening? So- I hope you don't know anyone who works there. No, I know. Oh, we do. My oh. new graduate assistant actually <laughs> comes from Coastal Carolina. That's why I keep saying it. Oh. oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. We're just gonna edit that out. So for the- No, we're not. It's staying. <laughs> I think it's fun to keep it in there. Well, so we uh, technically we're two one, Erica. So you can redeem yourself <laughs> in this can mascot, I? Thanks. Essentially. So our next institution's mascot, they are the Jaguars. Or uh they're known as the Jaguars. Their mascot is the Jaguar. Is that, are they a purple school? No. I do not remember their color off the top of my head. Um, Jaguars, Jaguars. Is that Brunel's? Mm-mm. No. I will give you a hint. They are in Atlanta, Georgia. Jaguars. Founded in 1881, originally as the Atlanta Baptist Female Seminary. Is it Spellman? Spelman College. Hey, I was going to guess Spelman. Spelman College, y'all. As I mentioned, located in Atlanta, Georgia, founded in 1881, originally as the Atlanta Baptist Female Seminary. Hmm. The more you know. I did not know there were the Jaguars. I had to do a little digging. Apparently, the Jaguar does not have a name. They're just Jaguar. They don't don't need a name. Own it. Well, I lost. Um, I'm proud of you for winning. I think the odds were stacked against me. We're all our winners. There There we go. go. We're all winners. The real winning, you know, the real takeaway, the real prize here is knowledge. And I think we all walked away learning a little bit, such as um, that it's coastal Georgia, um, even though I keep saying coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina, yeah. Once again, my apologies to all the folks out there. (laughs) We're going to go ahead and continue into our next section. So let's talk about developing networks. And you kind of touched on this a little bit, Leticia, but I want to hear more. How did you, how did you get the idea for your podcast? Like where, where did this come from? How, how is it? Um, so for my podcast, um, we had this assignment and one of my classes, I want to say it's advising and supporting students. Um, but it was with Rachel Wagner. Um, Dr. Rachel Wagner, I'm sorry. Um, so we had to basically like create some way to express what we learned in class. And I, we had one of our uh, core members who already had a podcast, Amira. So I was like, hmm, I'm just going to do a podcast. So I did that as my assignment, got an A, of course, because I'm a scholar. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't want to put this to waste. Why not just continue? And here we are three seasons later. Um, just keep going. 
And you said it's pop culture, right? It's, it's so it's not higher ed related at this point. Um, so higher ed adjacent. Yes and no. Sometimes when I get frustrated with higher ed stuff, I talk about it on there, but it's not mainly higher ed. Um, I've had some conversations around higher ed issues on there. Um, I've had a conversation about critical race theory with um, Travis Smith. Um, we talked about campus safety before on there. Um, yeah, it's, it's mixed. It's a mix. It's not, if it's a, if you're looking for a higher ed focused podcast, mine is not it. You'll get that in there. <laughs> but it's not the main thing. Well, I like that, especially because I think one thing that's kind of been a thread throughout our conversations around developing networks is that it doesn't need to be just about like higher ed. Like how can you talk to people like we're humans? We have other interests. So I, I really, really love that it, yeah, sometimes you're going to talk about that, but there's also other things that you care about in this world, and I feel like that leads to more authentic connections. Yes, I, I agree. So how, you know, in your opinion, how do you think that hosting a podcast has enabled you to develop a network? Um, so I would say basically talking to people and trying to get people to like be a guest on a podcast you can't just randomly ask random people so I think building those relationships prior to and understanding what people do um, has definitely helped like create that relationship for people to be willing to be a guest just like you know when you guys reach out to me right I was part of your network and you guys knew the type of work that I I've done before and the type of things that I continue to do. So it was easier for you to be like, oh, she can talk about this topic. So I think it's like getting to know people on a, you know, a friend or a mentor or whatever basis that is, and then understanding what they bring to the table and then reaching out whenever I have a topic idea. So like my last episode, um, I followed this page who this couple, they were basically trying to like be debt free by year three of their marriage. And I knew one of them from undergrad and I reached out I was like hey I know you from undergrad would you like to come to my on my podcast and now they're part of my network because now they're holding me accountable to be debt free I don't know when that's going to happen but they're holding me accountable to be debt free so that's a hard one (laughs) we all need we all need our community we all need our little village um I was funny you talk about being debt free because uh, I recently texted a coworker asking if I could go to Starbucks for the second time in one day. Um, and when I said that out loud to Erica, Erica immediately said, absolutely not. And I said, well, that's why I didn't text you because I knew you would say no. So I texted my coworker who I think had some leeway in potentially saying yes um, and supporting my uh, coffee habit. <laughs> that does not help your case though. You need people to hold you accountable. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Agassi and I have a rule if we do need to buy something that there's like limits on how much you can spend per item. Um, so that rather than just kind of going, you know, and buying whatever that, okay, those pants are under a certain amount. And then if they are, then they're appropriate. Um, I'm certainly not debt free though. So, you know, we can all, okay. but I like that. Like, and I think developing your network in areas outside of higher ed is always a good idea mm-hmm. because people have expertise in different content areas. Like we're not, you know, higher ed is not the only thing that exists in the universe, though. Sometimes I think we like to feel like it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm awesome. more than just a coordinator. That's how I see myself, right? So I mm-hmm. like all the other things that I like doing that I participate in. It just so happened 
that I support students on the campus. That's just not, that's not what I do after five o'clock and that's not what I do on the weekend. Even though sometimes my friend says, you sound like a student affair professional. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm inclusive. <laughs> True. I'm sorry my inclusivity that? bothered you. I am sorry. My family. <laughs> Was it the call? Was it? <laughs> I also just really have appreciated, you know, as, as, as folks who have also been working on a podcast for a little while now, it's also been just really great to bring folks onto here and just kind of ask them things about their element and let them shine for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think sometimes we're kind of, you know, in our own heads or like we keep our heads down and we're doing our own thing and we don't realize at times that like the work we're doing is, is, is great and what we're doing is different or new. And I think sometimes when someone's like, hey, I really like what you're doing. Can you come onto this podcast and talk about it? Like, I think it just elevates people. And it also just is like a little nudge to say like, hey, we think you're doing a cool job. And like, we want other people to see you're doing a cool job. Because like, I mean, I definitely learned a lot from the guests on here. But like, so, you know, I've also just appreciated the all the before conversations we get to have with folks and like, oh, like, what do you like to do? And like, you know, our, our silly questions that we ask, like, you know, it's just, it's way for us to get to know people um, outside of like, you know, what they do for work. Because I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm like, what do you, when someone asks, what do you like to do for fun? I'm like, Ooh, that's right. I'm like a whole person. Like, what do I do when I, you know, uh, control, you know, exit out of the zoom chat? Like, who am I? Um, very deep questions. Um, but yeah, it's such a great way to like just elevate folks and to showcase what they're doing. Yeah. Which also I think is very important when you're thinking about building relationships and keeping those relationships. Right. So if you look at the person as a person and not what they do, that becomes so much easier. So like I can think about like when I met someone at ASH or NASPA or any, you know, conference, the way I was able to keep those relationships is by keeping in touch and like having conversation that matters and about that person's life and checking in like, how are you doing? How's the kid? How's your partner? Like stuff like that, as opposed to, so what's your institution doing this week? Nine times out of 10, people don't really care to talk about their jobs. So I think like the job will come into it, but if you really like try to like talk to people as people, then you're able to maintain those relationships better. And I think that's like one of the big reasons that like here on this pod, for example, we try to be casual. It, we are humans who do a job and we love what we do. And it's so much fun to talk about this stuff, but you're right. Like I, you know, we had, we've had some people reach out on Twitter who have emailed me and it's, I almost think that by being our authentic selves, it also opens the door for people to feel more comfortable engaging with us. Mm-hmm. You know, you like to think about grad students, right? They're like a moose in the headlights. There it is. I can see pew, pew, pew. <laughs> and, but really they feel nervous to, to try to network. And we set up an environment where like, you know, we learned today that Erica doesn't understand grammar in the same way. And that makes it approachable and that you can keep up and that you get to know people. So I, I really, I totally agree with that, that you can ask people about their actual lives and not just feel like, so uh, any new research coming out? Like that's, that's part of it, but you know, what are they doing after the conference is over? Like, where are we all hanging out? I think is, is crucial too. I miss conferences though, just a side note. Yeah, that is. I remember those days as a grad student coming up to people like, so I read your work. <laughs> I literally had someone say, okay, look, it's just me right here, right now. So all that extra stuff you can 
just toss it out the door mm-hmm. like real conversation so as a grad student though it is kind of hard to make those um com- to have those conversations because there's a level of um elite eliteness that comes in higher ed that we don't quite talk about it right mm-hmm. so once certain people have certain papers out they're like known in the profession for whatever work they are they that they that they do it's like ooh, it's kind of cringing to reach out to them and in some way if the person is not approachable then you you're, you're like how do i start this conversation you know but so i definitely understand i was just a grad student a couple months ago I hope people were kind and open with you. And I know you will do the same. Yeah. Somewhere, probably some not. <laughs> Those like scholar scaries, um, as I used to refer to them, can be real. When you're like, so oh, there's that person I cited in my paper a lot of times standing 20 feet away from me. And yeah. I would love to go up to them and say something, but I'm really scared that I'm going to co- come across as dumb. And what do I do? Because you're right, Lucy. So there is that inherent like sometimes like that power dynamic in a way even if it's not spoken about it's just like it's almost it's there it's palpable because it's like you cannot shake the fact that you're like I'm a graduate student this person is like a seasoned scholar in this field that is highly respected and used in syllabi all over like what am I going to offer to them and you're right it's like okay but who are they outside of the things they've written um but that like initial like try to have a conversation I remember going to conferences as a graduate student like coming up to like my faculty and be like oh my gosh, that's so-and-so. Like, they're like, yeah, that's so-and-so. I'm like, I'm just so nervous. They're like, go talk to them. I'm like, no, like, I, I, what do you mean just go talk to them? I'm like, do you want me to go with you? Like, I'll go with you and talk to them. I'm like, please do. And they'd introduced me and I was like, oh my gosh, hi. Like, wow, you're like a normal person. And sometimes it's like, you, you have to shake that off. But like, you know, I think it's also just a, a message out there that sometimes it really has to, it is up to the person who's in the quote unquote, like higher positionality or higher, you know, power position potentially you know as a faculty scholar or like someone even who is a higher level administrative to like I think break that barrier and say like hey like I'm a person like Mm -hmm. we can chat because like it can't come across the other way because if a grad student came up and they're like no 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 no, you're gonna refer to me as doctor (laughs) but like it I feel like it has to depend also on the the person um at the upper level to be like yo like just talk to me like we cool you know for them to invite that that avenue in I think that's very important yes now I'm scared to talk to people at conferences, things I just, if I ever saw Baxter McGold, I don't know what I would do, but that's neither here nor there. So thinking about um, authenticity and engaging online, how do you think that you do that? Or, you know, you mentioned earlier, I don't remember exactly what you said, but you practice good practices, I think was what it, so what are, what are some of those things that you find have enabled you to continue networking and maintaining relationships, but still being yourself and, and tying all this stuff together? Yeah, so I think like for me, Twitter is probably the best practice that I can have. So on my Twitter, I make sure I follow people who are doing work that, you know, I support and that I I can learn from. So like making sure I retweet people Um, when someone has a paper out, making sure I say congrats and like I see you or even when someone is like struggling because, you know, COVID happened. A lot of us were struggling um, with working from home and like when someone talk about their struggle like making sure that they know that I see them so um I think Twitter is a way that like I've reached out to people um and then also like text messaging um I know like people like to say that's probably not the most professional thing but I think like 
if you have that relationship with that person, like just texting them. When I was job searching, I was texting people, emailing people, updating them on what, what I was doing. Sometimes I didn't do it as fast as possible. I forgot to update some folks once I got hired. But once it popped in my head, I updated them. Um, so I think like, yeah, using Twitter, using text messaging, emails, whatever works with the relationship that you have in um, catching up and keeping up with people um, is that's how I that's how I stay engaged with folks. Um, I don't necessarily have to talk to someone every day or every month for me to feel like they're still mentoring me or they're still in my network. I feel like as, as long as I see you and you can see still see me on your timeline, I think we're good. So that's how I stay um, engaged. I love that. I think, I think that again, we, we keep hitting this home, but it doesn't need to be this very formal thing. Like a text is good. A, you know, an Instagram DM or a Twitter DM is good. Like it, Emails are fine in, in a lot of capacities, but I think the more we break it down, the more it feels more attainable to people. I think it breaks down, you know, the hidden curriculum in some ways, right? Like how many, you know, we're all first gen here. Think about like all those people who mm-hmm. knew how to, you know, send a formal email before we did. Like engagement is engagement. And I, I really appreciate you saying some of that. Yeah. Agassi, is there anything you want to add before we... Um, shamelessly plug our Twitter so that people can engage with us and network with us? The only thing I'm going to add, you know, casual Twitter advocate here, 100% agree with Twitter. It is one of the best ways for you to see what people are talking about, for you to, you know, create lists of things that you are interested in and people that are talking about the things you're interested in. I found the list feature on Twitter where you can organize people. You can have your higher ed folks. You can have your non-higher ed folks. You can have people in different industries. I think, you know, once again, as a, as a casual, low-key uh, Twitter ambassador, um, I honestly think it is one of the best places to learn about ideas, to exchange ideas, to support ideas, truly, wonderfully. Um, Instagram has definitely waned um, in, in my usage, but Twitter, I found that, once again, you can curate and follow the people that have the things that you care most about. Um, casual plug there, so I'm just, that is all in support of Leticia's point of, like, using Twitter to talk to folks and keeping up with folks and you know, the new thing on Twitter is everybody's making threads. That is the new thing on Twitter. Everybody loves a good thread. And let me tell you, some of those threads are absolutely amazing. You can bookmark things. So, sorry, now I'm like advocating for the platform itself. And Anywho. so well cited. These threads, I'm like, wow, you really can't, you told me where I can find this and I appreciate it. Yeah. But so, yeah, great way to connect with folks. Big advocate for that too. Um, well, Leticia, thanks so much for being here. I think this is, this was such a good episode and I'm so you know, thankful to you and for everyone joining us um, you know, for the first five years presented by Saxa. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I'm famous. Yes, just like us. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you to our producers, Miles Soren and Erica Lee, for uh, producing this episode. Thank you so much, Erica, as you listen to this at home. We appreciate you. We also appreciate this, Erica, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> the two Ericas. Um, so, Leticia, do you want to plug your social channels and your podcast again so our listeners can network and develop such an authentic connection? Yes. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Miss Leticia underscore. That's underscore M-I-S-S-L-A-E-T-I-T-I-A underscore. Um, you can find my podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast. 
on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that. And it's TC Getting Fit because we do get fit on my podcast too. Um, subscribe, like. Um, if you want to be a guest on my show, let me know and we can have fun conversations. I just wrote all of that down. I'm so excited. You can also um, find SACSA, the Southern Association for College Student Affairs, on all the things. So facebook.com backslash SACSA fan page, Twitter at SACSA tweets, and Instagram at SACSA grams. And you can find me at Erica M underscore Aguiar. That's A-G-U-I-A-R. I'm very funny. Please come follow me. I miss human interaction. Thank you so much. <laughs> You can find me at Agassi, at Agassi underscore R, that's A-G-A-S-S-Y underscore R on Twitter. Um, I think I'm sometimes funny, um, sometimes, um, but, you know, if you find me, you'll find Erica. If you find Erica, you'll find me. Uh, we talk to each other well enough on not just Twitter, but in all forms of communication. Um, you know, are you really friends if you don't have like an Instagram link, if you don't aren't sending each other things on Twitter, if you're not sending text messages or emails, who knows, but... That's Erica and I's friendship in a nutshell. There it is. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us. We'll hear you again. Nope, you'll hear us again on another episode. And thanks for joining. We'll see Bye. you soon. Bye.